0: Today's Book bite is sponsored by Readsy, the publishing ecosystem for writers at any stage in their publishing journey. Hello, book lovers. Welcome to Two Lit Chicks with Julia Bojo. This is the podcast where I speak with authors about the books and writers that have affected them and dig deep into the highs and lows of writing stories for a living. This podcast is for anybody who loves books and considers them to be one of the main relationships in their lives. Welcome back to a Wednesday book bite of Two Lit Chicks. And today we are joined again by Joe Lyons. If you haven't listened to our episode from Monday, then please do go back. There is lots of great insight into our self-publishing journey and, and some interesting facts about what it's like to be a contestant on Love Island as well. But today, Joe is going to talk to us about her top writing advice. Joe's got three books out already, so uh so she's a good one to uh to share her advice. Can you tell us what what are your thoughts, Joe? What do, what's your top advice? Hi Julia, nice to speak <laughs> to you again.
1: Um well, so uh as you probably know, I have done many writing courses and you get loads of great advice on on those and there's loads on the internet. So I try to um keep my advice to um what I've learned and how i've adapted uh, what we've been told uh, what works for me basically so my um well the the number one if anyone's listened to our interview the the number one thing that everybody ed, any budding writer must do is find a writing tribe so that you have a group of people who have your back and they can praise you when you need it <laughs> and then and and then help you with the the editing and the plotting and the characters and stuff when you, when you need it. Yeah. Um, so find a writing tribe, that's absolutely crucial. And then um, beyond that, I would say my second bit of advice is, is on plotting. Now, I don't know about you, Julia, but I don't plot. I like a blank page to start with. But when I did the um, Jenny Colgan How to Write a Romance course, She gave us some really good advice that I tried, and wow, the impact was phenomenal. And I'll tell you what the impact was. Um, I wrote a first draft of my second book that came out in four weeks, start to finish, using this, this method of plotting. Prior to that, my first book, it had taken me three and a half years. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm with you. Yep. <laughs> so in four weeks, I had quite a highly polished first draft that didn't need that much of a rewrite. And the way that I did that um, was using her system of um, starting a chapter with three bullet points. Of what I would like to happen in that chapter that's all so I would have them at the top of the page and just three very short bullet points one or two words and I found that that keeps you focused and on track you write faster um, Mm -hmm. and the chapter and you hit your word count wow so and and it really it really really helped you know i and, was on the
0: same course yeah. and i haven't done that so mm. now i think i need to go back and do that
1: <laughs> yeah and and often what what i found was by the time i'd written the scenes for like the first two bullet points i was at the end of the chapter and there was a natural sort of break and i would carry that bullet point over to the next one and say right now for this chapter what do i want that that happen in it and it mm. can be really really vague um and i can give you sort of like an example where like sort of um you know in in benedorm actually for for the people that haven't um read it it opens with the protagonist um losing her singing gig and being sent to benedorm so what i wanted to happen in that first chapter bullet point fail audition lose lose singing job sent to benedorm and then everything else is just free around that. Um, and uh, so I just I found that. So the bullet points at the start of a chapter really keep you focused. My next bit of advice um, in terms of the actual chapter, um, again, from the Jenny Colgan course, not the six month that we did, I find that she really drilled down into the practical business of writing. And that was to present a problem at the beginning of the chapter that the main character has to solve. And then you end the chapter by setting up another problem. And mm-hmm. that's your hook into the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's problem, solution, problem. Mm-hmm. And that's your hook. Um, and then obviously once you, you start working like that, the the opening chapter is them solving the problem that you set up in the last one, and then you set up a new one. So it it, it goes down to solution and then problem and then problem again. So um that also helps you shape a chapter and, and makes you have that hook. And I think as well, I've learned quite a lot around chapter length. Because people's reading experience, I I don't know about you, but a lot of people buy my books and they like the physical copy, but many more um, read on an Mm e-reader. And for that reason, I have shortened the length of my chapters to around 1,500 words. Oh, right. Okay that means that those bullet points the chapter they solve the problem set up the next problem and um, they're condensed into shorter scenes mm-hmm. and then I have more chapters now that mm-hmm. I, I've learned that as I've gone along and that that helps the pace um yeah interesting my-
0: that's that's interesting yeah. you know because i I think my chapter lengths are around three thousand but from the second book, I started having more POVs and, but I've kept some of those POVs in the same chapter, just being clear, you know, at the, you know, having a break and then, you and, you know, most people seem to be fine with that, but I had one person who say, oh, I just struggled with, I'd like each POV to be in a new chapter. And, um, mm, yeah, which is fine, isn't it? I, yeah.
1: I, and I think I'm not saying that my my way is the, the right way to do it. I'm mm. just, I've, I've done a lot of research on um, the writers that I enjoy reading. Mm. Um, yeah. Lindy Kelk, who you've had on the show. Her, by the way, for any listeners that didn't uh, listen to her interview, I've listened to that interview. You were brilliant, Julia, as well. The <laughs> pair if you really hit it off. I've listened to it three times because I think she had some excellent stuff to say. Mm. Um, they, so Lindsay Kelk, Sophie Kinsella, Sophie Cousin, um, there's, there's, there's so many, Emily Henry. There's so many talented writers in that pool that I often um, when I'm analyzing um, their you know their plotting, their stories, I, I look at their chapter lengths and I notice that um uh, like Portia Macintosh, they all use quite short chapters. Uh, Susie Quinn, who we who we know who's an author friend of ours, um short chapters and they're quite snappy and it allows my stories need a fast pace because then they're, they're not as meaty or sort of realistic and stuff like that as, as some writers so I, I like that sort of pick up put down sort of um book style for mine uh, but yeah so so in terms of each chapter having that sort of as a framework problems solve it set up your next problem and then my my. My piece of advice linked to that once you finished your draft. And this I stole from um, the, uh, stole, adapted, adapted, <laughs> um, from the Curtis Brown, um, the writing doctor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that having a spreadsheet uh, was too much for me. Mm. I'm quite a visual learner and yeah. I need it. I need to see when I finish that draft my entire book on one page so this is what i do and i haven't i haven't seen anyone else do this but this really works for me um and if you're right I give it a go because it, it might help you i just do a word document on one page and you know how you can insert a table i insert a table and i usually have around sort of five boxes at the top seven down the side so like so sort of 35 great maths Um, 35 <laughs> boxes for about 35 chapters and i'll and i'll name them all chapter one mm-hmm. chapter two um, and then what i do is you know those three bullets that i was talking to, about mm-hmm. in the scenes yep. those three bullets then form the overview of that chapter mm. so for, for benedorm chapter one fails audition bullet two loses job sent to benedorm chapter two Meet the dolls at the airport, nightmare flight, meet cute Matteo. And and I go on like this. And then I have, I printed it out, and I have the entire 75,000 words in front of me in book form. And then it, it allows me to go back to that graph where you have your three-act structure, your peaks and troughs. It allows me to look at the chapters and go actually Too much happens in chapters one to seven, and then there's a bit of a saggy middle. So I might rearrange some chapters, I might move some scenes around, and I've got it visually in front of me. Um, I can see what the pacing is like. I can also see how often the heart throbs in there, and I can see how many sex scenes I've got, and are they spaced out? Do I keep people wanting more? Um, That sort of thing, and I find it much easier when I go after the first draft to do the rewrite, um, I find I find it much easier to do that. So that 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 is a piece of advice that I think only I do, but maybe it only works for me. Um, no, no, I, I, I think I that really sounds really great. Helpful.
0: I I mean I I've I've stopped. I need I need to get back to the kind of like grassroots things that you do with the book because I I didn't do that for book two. I didn't go back and you know examine you know where where all the the beats were and all that I just I, I think mm. I just have a feeling for it. but I plot beforehand as well so I right. I'm, so
1: you're probably going into it more organized
0: yeah yeah so I mean like with, with this one I, I with the one I'm working on right now which is the um the novella I've gone back to save the cat you know and I've taken all the yes. all the markers yes. for that and I've written you know what's supposed to be happening but there's a lot more that happens than just those things so um yeah, i'm really looking of...
1: forward to that as well because one thing you're brilliant at is leaving the massive hook at the end of the book never mind at the end of each chapter <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that and the other thing i think you do as well that i don't do and it is a huge mistake and i make it every time because i i'm not sure how to fix this one um but i think you nail the characters before you start and because i don't plot as such and I have a blank page, I don't know who my characters are going to be until they appear on the page. So then in the rewrite, I have to go right back to the beginning and then develop the characters um, to, to see how they would react in a situation or how they how they act and how they talk and all the rest of it, uh, which takes a, a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And it's probably a real waste of time if I sat down and nailed characters first, but because I don't know the story, do you know know what I mean? I find that really a difficult part of my writing process.
0: Mm, Interesting. Yeah, I think it's... uh... I went from, the way that I did it with book one was very different to how I did it with book two. Like with book one, I think that kind of the plot came to me and then I kind of created characters to work in that plot. Whereas book two, I created characters that had that real opposite sort of personality yeah, and need that. Oh, that,
1: really showed, it really, yeah. really showed. you. It was, it's a great, I know it's a slow burn, sort of second chances, but it's also as much about opposites attract, isn't it? Mm, They're really yeah. sort of like um, bump heads, don't they, along, along the way, which keeps it fresh and exciting as well. Mm.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm always hearing from writers who are desperate to start or even finish their first book. The advice I always give is to take a course. As they say, you don't know what you don't know, so a course is the best way to get you going. Reezy is one of my favorite online publishing resources, so I'm excited to tell you about their new online How to Write a Novel course, run by author and bestselling ghostwriter, Tom Bromley. In this course, you'll learn how to develop a captivating story and finish a draft in just three months. With daily, actionable masterclasses and spot-on writing exercises, aspiring authors can apply what they've learned from page one and learn the craft of writing as they delve deeper into their own stories. Two of the things that I've always found the most valuable in courses is learning how to give and receive critical feedback and finding a writing tribe among my peers. The How to Write Your Novel course will give you a supportive community to chat about all things author life. Go to the link in the show notes or go straight to the reedsy website at slash learning sign up today and get that novel on its way
1: and the, the last the, the the last bit of um well two bits if i've, if I've got time to sneak in go for one it yeah that and and i've talked about our writing tribe um great source of information because we're all um doing courses and different courses and and on readsy a lot of the time and um we've we've all got advice to give each other and crystal one of our writing team is um put us all onto rain hill who the word loss diet oh yeah we all we all bought the word loss diet i think if if anyone's sitting there with a, a manuscript that's um just thousands and thousands of words long or even even if it isn't um you can buy the word loss diet for for a couple of pounds i bought it on on mm. my kindle and it is brilliant for helping cut flab and yeah. i still go to that because um things like words like um i started to look or i turned mm. to look or i my car- my character's nod all of the time to the point of whiplash <laughs> <laughs> they nod they nod they they yeah. raise their eyebrows they
0: sigh loudly and deeply and all the rest. Yeah. Of it.
1: and you can cut all of that out and save yourself thousands of words can't you
0: yeah 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 no that is a great book a very good book and actually i'm going to go back and have another read of that
1: yeah so that's the word loss diet and then the other thing that i think nina stibby does really well um is she uses throughout the 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 whole of her stories—that comedy rule of three—and if you and I know you use it as well, Julia. But if if any listeners um, are writing romantic comedy and and you want equal parts of romance and comedy, then the real the rule of three is a technique where you um, you have two normal things that happen and that to establish a pattern and then a third final unexpected one and um, that uh, provides the punchline. Um, Nina Stibby used it all the time when she's sort of like you know painting her characters you know especially the the, the mother you know when she goes um, finally um she she has to go and get a job and um, give up her sort of um, you know
0: <laughs> lying on the in couch and drinking
1: yeah and um so and she goes for uh, a job in a in the laundry and they ask have you ever been in employment and uh the mother sort of um just sort of like replies quite casually well i was a seamstress once for two weeks and then <laughs> nodding their heads but that was in a play
0: and you're just like
1: you just you just it just so sums up a character that she would think that that was a great answer, yeah. uh, in the interview. Um, she was a seamless once for two weeks in a play, um, so just things like that that she accompany us to comes up with the unexpected, and I think um, that's brilliant in comedy. It works every time, and then when I'm um, watching watching coms that's what I look out for as well. I look out for the rule of three.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my advice. No, that's all wonderful advice. I think you're going to have people have been scribbling notes and I think they'll be bookmarking this episode <laughs> because there's a lot of really excellent advice in there. Uh, do you ever feel pressure, you know, when you're writing funny? Do you feel pressure to be funny in real life? Do you think like people are like, oh, she's, she's going to be really funny. And then you're like, oh, God. <laughs>
1: Oh, honestly, the the enormous pressure because I've started getting invited to things and people want to sort of suddenly have a drink with you that, you know, like you haven't seen for ages. Um, And um, uh, my friends will tell you I am not the funniest in the group. And while they love my books and will praise them and everything, they'll go, how are you, a comedy writer? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, but they are very, very funny women and I draw a lot of them. Inspiration from them, but um, I'm lucky that my my fa- my kids are funny, my husband's hilarious, so um, I'm surrounded by it all the time. But I my, myself, I can't, I couldn't tell you a joke just off off the bat or anything like that. Um, so when the writing comes, I just have to I write what makes me laugh. So I literally am physically howling with laughter, or <laughs> I'm crying my eyes out if it's a, an emotional scene.
0: Mm. Um
1: as i'm writing and then i just have to hope and pray that the reader is finding that funny as well because as you know julia by the time you have reread your work for the hundredth time to look out for stray words or really analyze the scene nothing's funny no. I, I <laughs> the final read of my book I do not even crack a smile. Nope. I've got no idea at the end whether it's nope. funny or not until I press it's publish. A, it becomes
0: a Russian novel by the end, you know. Yeah. It's like oh whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah, and you just wait for that feed, the first lot of feedback to come from your yeah, like sort of well beta readers and but really it's from the actual readers, isn't it? Uh, mm. Who aren't your family and friends and you just think have they found it funny or not?
0: Cuz yeah, I've lost I know. all sight of it i know i mean that's the the phase i'm in right now when i'm trying not to look at reviews but of course i am looking at all the reviews um so you can't good. help they're it good. and
1: yeah, yeah
0: they are yeah. they're
1: brilliant they're fantastic your reviews and quite deserved as well julia you put an enormous amount of work in um as as writers do I'd, yeah. you know as a reader i never appreciated what goes into writing a novel i mean and and the even the hurdle of writing your first draft and and finishing it Mm. Uh, some of the writers on my course for my six-month course we just had our three-year anniversary and some people are still haven't finished that first draft Mm. and then others like myself we public we're published we've you know we've got we're down the road so you know it's it's, a lot goes into it so i i admire anybody who chooses to write a book finishes it and gets to the end without wanting to hurl themselves off the nearest cliff
0: well, as I always say, only 3% of people who start a book, finish a book. So, you know, it's a, it's a small club. But, uh, but thank you so much for that advice. I think it was absolutely fantastic. And listeners, you will be thrilled to know that Joe is doing a quiz for us this Friday. So tune back in on Friday for another Book bite quiz. Oh, thanks very much uh, for listening everybody. And if you
1: want um, to find out how more about behind the scenes writing and how I cobble my books together, then um, you can go to my website, um, joelinesauthor.com And I've posted a few bits up there.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Two Lit Chicks is a podcast about books that change lives. Find us on all major podcast platforms or go to our website at twolitchicks.org. Thanks for listening. Today's Book bite is sponsored by Readsy, the publishing ecosystem for writers at any stage in their publishing journey.